hello everyone. This is uh, Cullen on film back again for another episode. We'll be doing a few of them tonight. I'm here with uh, Dave Hildebrand, known for like 24 years ago. I think we met 24 years ago. Is that the number? Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's crazy, right? I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, oh my God, that's, wow. that's time. It goes back a long time. Um, and I remember it like it was yesterday. So, yeah, man. University. Great time. So, uh, when you were there right away, when I first met you, you had your guitar, big in the music. Your uh, how was uh, and when you started out, uh, you were a music major there, correct? I was, yeah. How was that program? How, how was that college? It, it was good. I was there for two full years, and uh, one of my teachers, I had an incredible. I was studying electric bass there when I was. Uh, I played some guitar, but was mostly a bass player. Yeah, and my teacher there. Uh, who's uh, sadly passed away a number of years ago, uh, but he was a great influence. He, he heard me say what I wanted to do and urged me to transfer to another school. Yeah. UD was awesome. And I, like, I got college for those couple of years, but I, he urged me to go to a, a cons- more of a conservatory music school if I wanted to you know, make a living making music. Uh, so I ended up transferring to DePaul University in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, which was cool, but that wasn't college. That was like, I started working as a musician and then, uh, you know, was going to school ish and got a degree in music. This was a little more of like a, you know, serious training, but Dayton was, that was college to me. Those two years I packed in, that was where all the fun was. Yeah. I ended up four years there and I, I, <laughs> I thought, you know, I uh, ended up teaching film TV, which is something I wasn't even doing back then. I was doing radio mostly. So yeah, I remember the radio thing. Yeah. So how did you get to the film and TV? You know what? It was when we were in college. Um, it was the, yeah. The junior year, um, I did all this radio stuff. And junior year, I needed we need you know he needed internships. So I was like, I want to check. I want to work on a movie behind the scenes. And uh, Kevin Smith was from the area, so I emailed Kevin Smith and I emailed um, Ed Burns because he oh, wow. was Long Island, you know, independent film. So I emailed them both, and Kevin Smith actually answered me. And I was like, Can I uh, intern? And he goes, Sure. <laughs> no way, man. That's awesome. So it was a summer um, interning there and, and learning film. And I, even though I still did kind of radio here there, I, I, I was obsessed with film. That was, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of the route I, I, I did. And now I'm teaching it. So that's great. And tell me where, where do you teach specifically? Uh, Middletown North uh, high school in New Jersey. So awesome, man. That's great. program now. And uh, you know, I've done it for three years and it's, it's just amazing. Uh, so it's great uh, teaching in arts. Now we have an arts program there now. So right. Uh, it's all, uh, it's not just film, it's uh, acting, it's music. We have a lot of musicians, a lot of singers, and it's really big for singers there as well. That's awesome. It sounds great. To have you on because that's what you are. You're a musician and I, uh, we're trying to get, you know, a series of people to come on and, and talk since we have, we're all home doing this right now instead of right. being in school and having guests come in. So I'm like, I'm getting people from Chicago, LA. To, to come in and uh, here and talk, and then the students will will check it out. So it's great, uh, man. Well, hated the students, man. That's awesome. Way to way to go, and you know, uh, sparking some you know curiosity and some inspiration and some young people to do this because that's as you know, like that's where the real seeds start is is high school. You know, like that's where the real the real thing happens. You know, what what got you interested in music? Like how far back? Like, far back? Uh, since I was you know could could reasonably walk my dad's a musician still is he's uh 80 uh see he's 82 gonna be 83 this year and he just retired as a full-time musician just within the last year um so he's a pianist 
So I grew up, you know, hearing the American songbook and, you know, theater music. My brother's an actor and singer and actor uh, who's older than me by about 14 years. So I got exposed at a young age for sure from a ton of music in the house. And then my brother, who's closest to me a year and a half apart, we played in bands together in high school and grade school. And I just kind of naturally picked up the piano, took lessons, but then gravitated towards the guitar and the bass and uh, ultimately made it through high school and decided, you know what, I want to do this. And so I decided to be a music major, found University of Dayton, <laughs> and uh, the rest is history. And I've been a full-time musician since uh, graduating college. Actually, probably since before I graduated, I was working full-time. So I'm extremely lucky. Yeah. And now, now that all this is going on, and uh, you want to tell people what you're doing? So we were just... Sure listening to you and um if you have a link we could uh, maybe put the link up there for you so. oh that's kind I, you know what i've been doing is just kind of what a lot of musicians do we you know we we got faced with this situation of like our entire schedules instantly disappearing because when you make a living in front of audiences and i do private events corporate events concerts i've worked in casinos obviously densely packed public places and as of right now as everybody knows everything is kind of the world is on hold so for, for musicians and, and actors, uh, you know, television too, everything just is ground to a halt um, and being forced to be at home. Now, for me, it hasn't been the worst because I'm mostly a solo musician these days. I sing, uh, but I'm mostly acoustic guitar player. And I have been playing solo gigs for many years. I make probably 80% of my living by myself solo. And I've done all sorts of different things. I've toured, I've done Broadway show tours. I've, I've been in bands, but in this last uh, chunk of years, I've been doing solo work. So in the lockdown, I decided to, I don't know what gave me the idea, but I went out to my garage and built a little, you know, rudimentary set and decided to do a garage cast. Now I'm heavily influenced by, well, I listen to a lot of podcasts and uh, my favorite is Mark Maron's WTF. So obviously there's a, a big connection to the garage as he launched his kind of career resurgence from his own garage. And now he's, you know, one of the most legendary podcasters there are. And so I thought, Hey, you know, I got a garage and I got an iPhone. Uh, I'll just book gigs myself and continue to play. And I, I did one. I think the first one was kind of early on, even before we were locked down and I was stunned. Almost a thousand people saw it. And I just, uh, I put the tip link up and I got some money and I started doing uh, a couple of week and it's been amazing. Like, I mean, I couldn't have done this in normal times to get that kind of viewership on Facebook, but everyone's home and kind of, you know, looking at the same TV options every night. And now they can pop over and see a living room concert and somebody playing our music. So I've been doing uh, Thursday nights and then also Tuesday afternoons. I do the Thursday nights kind of more my like show uh, where I do my original stuff and I sing and play. I also do kind of yoga music, which is a little bit more relaxing guitar stuff, kind of atmospheric. Almost, I'm heavily influenced by film music myself. And we can talk about that too. But uh, this style of guitar playing, I think, is really good for people to relax and chill their minds out. So on Tuesday afternoons at 3 p.m. Central Standard, I'm doing uh, an hour of this kind of chill out, meditative uh, acoustic guitar hour for you know just anyone who needs a break. Maybe we'll like that yoga. What? <laughs> Ming, Ming would like that. He does yoga. Oh, good. Cool. Right on. Yeah, I had a record I put out in 2016 called Yogatar. Okay. And it's all nylon string acoustic guitar and kind of cinematic sounding. But with the idea was to bring the serene atmosphere of the yoga studio to even non-yoga, you know, practice, you know, people just a, a calm 
mental experience to chill out your thoughts and have some pretty guitar music help you do just that. So I know uh, when we were home at school, I was, I was listening to you. I was doing my work online with the students and grading all their work online and, and you were on. So I had you on in the, in the background. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome, man. I got your message. I was so touched by that. Yeah. yeah. I was logged on. I was listening to your music. I was just doing work and it was really chill for me. And it just, uh, I, I love work uh, listening to music while I'm working anyway. So well, that's great. And that kind of music, and I'm never offended by that. You know, when people background music, it's like, people can digest music however they want, you know, in the background, if it can help them, you know, think or calm down or exercise or whatever, you know, or if they want to watch, you know, actively and be an active audience member, it's all cool, man. So to hear that you could get some work done listening to me play that, you know, biggest compliment in the world. So thank you for that. Yeah. It just, it, it really helps me do that. And that especially mm-hmm. even when I'm sitting down well, I don't do too much writing anymore, but when I was like writing scripts and things, yeah. Like, music and, and mostly you know chill music cool use the guitar because that that makes me think more than uh, like like hard rock at that time yeah, yeah. so um yeah so it really helped getting because i had to read a lot of comments and things that the kids didn't check off and all that stuff so mm-hmm. uh, the online teaching was all new it's all new so yeah how's that been going for you we're we're off this week for easter but oh, um, that's nice I'm pretty- for like at least uh, probably the whole uh, it might be the whole year who knows really yeah We'll see, but it's it's different because I teach film, so it's hands on. So I'm like giving stuff on directors, and I thought this would be a great way for uh, the show. Here, it was a great way to show kids. Uh, oh, here's someone in this in the industry and in music and film and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, in my direct classes, they do film, but a lot of kids are interested also in music and score. Oh, cool, great. That's something I wanted to ask you about is uh, have sure. you ever done a score or think about doing score for like a short film or any kind of film? Mm-hmm. Uh, has anyone ever approached you about that or you ever I've done it actually. Yeah, I've, I've scored a few things. Uh, I, I used to write some music uh, for like more advertisement stuff. I did some work for Nike and Allstate and kind of like corporate kind of videos. They're really fun. Yeah. And uh, with a, a cinematographer friend of mine, and this is about 2010. And then I've also done uh, a couple of shorts, one of which I think was going to go into festival stuff maybe this year. I haven't heard about that. Um, but yeah, it's like one of my deepest loves. But I, I, I came to a transition point when I turned 30 uh, to potentially move to California and really do it. And uh, I went as far as having a connection to Hans Zimmer at the time who got, got me into interview with a couple of his writers at Remote Control. Um, and I got to go up close and personal and see them. They were all working on Pirates of the Caribbean. And it was really thrilling to be in that space and kind of I was like, okay, I can move to LA and really do this. And when I was there, I just, it did, wasn't for me. I knew there was a lot of other music I wanted to do, but I still, I love film music probably more than anything. And uh, I just decided, you know what, I could score an indie film in my career and that would be plenty. Yeah. Um, it wasn't going to be, I wasn't ready for the grind to move my entire life to the, you know, kind of the, the, the Hollywood grind. There's so many people that are lifelong, you know, pursuers of that art. And that wasn't really me. Like film music is still precious to me uh, and I want to be able to do it. Um, but it, it didn't become the central focus, but I'm always up for the opportunity to, to do it. And I love doing it when I do do it. So yeah, a lot of filmmakers that are listening and they're always looking for someone to do a score. So oh, good. Yeah. I mean, have them, my, you know, my email, uh, Dave at DaveHiltonBrand.com or hit me up through Facebook, but, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to talk to somebody and if there's something I can offer, but I love film music and I do know some really great composers, 
In fact, a friend of mine, I just watched Onward last night on Disney. And I was going to watch, well, all my nieces and nephews, they, they watched it already. I was going to uh, watch it with them, but I can't. <laughs> it's really, it's really great. And I met a, a younger, he's not, well, he's just a few years younger, but we met in a bar. Oh man, 15 years. I don't know how many years ago. Anyway, we used to drink together and hang out. And, and this is around the time that I had had that meeting with uh, at Hans Zimmer's place and he was pursuing film music in Chicago and thought I was nuts for not pursuing that opportunity to move out there. Well, anyway, flash forward, he did move to California and flash forward. And he's in the credits of Onward because he's uh, assistant writing for Michael Dana now and Michael and Jeff Dana. So he's had a really a nice career and he's worked on some really big, he just did the Adams family. They just did Onward with Pixar. And so he's, you know, he started in just, he's hammered and hammered and hammered away at it and just done great. And so I was really proud. I, you know, took a picture of the screen last night with his name in the credits. I was like, man, who would have thought us hanging at the bar here you are in a Pixar movie, you know, it's pretty cool. So you know, people set your mind to something, you can get to the highest levels, you know? And it's a good feeling when you know someone and they made it and they got that far. And oh yeah. Very with uh, Jen Laporte, how people from a long time ago worked with and they, they made it and they're out there and now, right. Well, maybe my students will now. <laughs> For sure, man. I mean, yeah, everyone starts that old guy. That old guy. <laughs> uh-huh. That's awesome. It's that's the that's. I mean, there's a lot of tough parts of this industry and the the, the twists and turns. But yeah. the fact is, anyone can do it. And there's no, you know, there's there's a there's never a, a carved path. You always can carve a new one. You know, so there's plenty of opportunity, and it's got to start somewhere. And the seeds of inspiration start young. So. I mean, we got hooked young and look at it. We're still doing it, you know, uh, in and out different ways, but, uh, you know, find different hooks, different ways to get in and whatever. So for sure, I'm happy now what I'm doing now, but you know, uh, I like behind the scenes, but I never really directed my own until 2010. That's when it kind of all changed for me. Oh, cool. So up in 2010, I directed a short and then from there, um, but I, when I did that, I had a, a friend that lived with me and he was music and could do score and stuff. So he watched it. And then he made the score for it and it blew my mind, changed the whole movie. And, and oh, cool. that was it. Music like defines your movie. It really changes the movie. Mm-hmm. So if you're a director and you want to find the right score, the right person for it, it really will help your film and change it. Um, I've seen it many, many times. Or I've seen sure. it before the music and then they add the music. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's magical, man. And I think that may, that may be why I didn't want to pursue it personally. I didn't want to see behind the curtain. Yeah, You know, because uh, I see behind the curtain of how music is made and being a professional musician, but for film score, it's still magical to me. And once I was starting to get into all the sound libraries and all the technicality of scoring and all that sort of stuff, like I love, I've been interested and I love that stuff, but I didn't want to lose like my like mystery of it, of how it's done. So I just kind of leave it to the people that have the true passion to do it. And, uh, you know, I can still enjoy it, you know, and, and not get too bogged down in knowing the technicalities of how it happens. And that being said, I, like I said, I, I'm always up for the opportunity to try it and do it, um, you know, in indie films and things like that. But it's, uh, it, it's magical, you know, adding music to a picture is, is something very special. So, and I, I, I don't know if I'm sure you saw, did, did you see the score documentary? Uh, score, a film, a film music documentary? No, I don't think I, Oh man do yourself a favor and watch that. And they launched a podcast out of that. It's just called score. But any of your film students, um, anyone, I mean, composer, director, whatever, it's just a beautiful film about the history of film score, 
you know, John Williams, the Hans Zimmer, everyone, you know, from uh, just um, like the history of the beginnings of film scoring to modern film scoring. It's such a great documentary and it's, it's so fun to watch. So I would highly recommend any of your students checking it out. It's just called score a film music documentary. And then there's a podcast called score the podcast. And it's so awesome. They interview current film composers and just talk about, you know, how they started the art, the, who the directors they work with. And yeah, it's, it's so interesting. It's, it's such a cool world. And this, this new world here of podcasting is, is been going crazy and blowing up. I love it. Uh, I started a few years back um, and it uh, just went back to radio again, almost. So yeah, right. It is visual radio. So, and I, I did it. We did this. We have this podcast hang on to your shorts. They took a little break from it right now because of all this. So I'm doing right. this one, but, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. We're in the studio at a shared universe. So, uh, uh Ming and Mike from comic book men, they started this whole universe of, of uh, podcasters and it's, that's awesome. So, uh, um, it's a lot, of, it's addicting. It's so addicting. I, I can't stop doing it. <laughs> um, you have to interview with this show all the time now because I'm just so addicted. Plus, I don't get to talk to many people right now anyway. Well, I know it's a beautiful thing, man. It's like one of the side bo- the bonuses of, of I feel like, and even, you know, we were talking, I've been doing these these Facebook uh, live events. I feel like Facebook, I'm using it for the first time, you know, like the way it was originally intended. You know, it turned into such a kind of a, I don't know, kind of a haven of negativity for the last few years. And, you know, a lot of people got away from it. There was a lot of people ranting and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But in, in this time I'm using it, you know, to a perform music and then connecting with old friends like you and just people from grade school and my family, like my parents can tune in. They weren't using Facebook, but they've been, you know, wanting to connect. So now they're watching me play live from my garage via my phone. I mean, it's insane and it's just awesome. And and so I feel like, you know, in some of the zoom meetings and just some of the things the creative stuff that's happening that never would have happened without this crazy thing happening. You know, it's like what you're saying, it's addicting. It's like, it's a new way of connecting, but it it is connecting because I think uh, in a weird way, this isn't going to last long where we're all in the same boat, you know, like everyone's in the same position. So there's this like automatic, like baseline empathy they're like, oh, you're home too. All right, well, let's wear this together. You know, it's kind of, there's something kind of sweet about it, you know? And so for us creators and people that are into media things like this, it's pretty thrilling to, to just reach out and there's people right there, you know? And uh, a lot of people are like, oh, sure, I'll come on. It's not, you know, I'm home. I'm not doing anything. So yeah, this is great. Yeah, I'm thrilled you asked me. So, you know, we usually have people in the studio, so we haven't done too many like, mm-hmm. like this. But now, I, from now on, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of this. Um, no, I think it's a great format, man. Yeah, it's great. So and you're a great host too. Yeah. Chicago, yeah, thanks. Well, I mean, I'm in Jersey. You're in Chicago. It's pretty cool stuff. It's totally awesome, man. I feel like we're back at UD. Yeah. <laughs> now you're in the other room. <laughs> Seven floor Mary Crest, right? <laughs> oh, those were the days. I I couldn't imagine going back. Have you ever ever been back? I did. You know, I went. I went back to. I did Jersey Boys National Tour in 2011 to 2013 and we played um dayton for two weeks it was one of the first cities on the tour so i went back and played downtown and then went back to campus and it was wild and i hadn't been back since they had like you know knocked a bunch of buildings down and rebuilt it but it was pretty cool it brought back a lot of memories it looked a lot different i mean a lot different than we were there but used to be a field called founders field it doesn't exist anymore i know (laughs) Remember that long field? <laughs> oh yeah, I ran. Yeah, I stumbled across that field many a time. 
<laughs> yeah, that was, that, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, why is there buildings on this field? <laughs> I know, man. It's kind of hard to believe. But yeah, time marches on. Yeah. But, and that was kind of the weird thing when I transferred out of there, it like froze in my mind. Like it was still there to go back to. So when I didn't go back for many years. And when I finally went back, I was like, whoa, this is, this is way different. But I had, I had a nice time being back in Dayton. I always have great memories of Oregon district. And I, you know, those were my first gigs as a musician were in some of those bars there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's great. The shed. Yeah. <laughs> Started my career in that bar, you know, you're, Timothy's <laughs> Tim's eggs. Yeah, totally. Man. I mean, they had to start somewhere, you know, somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, and then, so when you transferred and, uh, you were back in Chicago, right. That's where, yep. uh, so, uh, you're there. Were you also playing gigs outside while you're in school? Yeah, I was working full time. I didn't live on campus. I moved in with a, a friend of mine. Uh, and so, yeah, I was working kind of full-time before I graduated. I joined a really popular band, a Latin kind of pop band, and I was off and running. So I'm very, very lucky that I was able to, to have music work, full-time work before I even got, I knew that Chicago was the place to start my career, but I was very lucky to get, hit the ground running and have a career, uh, you know, start right away before I was even 21. So I was very, very lucky. And yeah, I played a ton of gigs. And I've kind of been, Chicago's been my home base ever since the late 90s. So, yeah, it's a great community here. I've been out there a few times. It's been a long time, but uh, there was a time period. A lot of Dayton people went out there, so I had to visit. So I got the experience like five or six different times. Oh, that's great. Yeah, there's a lot of Dayton people here for sure. But uh, it was fine. But it's been a long time since. I was going to go out there for a film festival recently. But oh, you mentioned that, yeah. That's not happening now, but... Uh, there was a, a couple of filmmakers that were at our festival from Chicago and they're like, oh, cool. Chicago. I'm like, I don't know if I could do what we were doing back in the day anymore. <laughs> I hear you, man. Uh, but, uh, cause it was, it was a little crazy, but I got to go, you know, Wrigley field and everything was a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're always, we'd always love to have you back. And, and likewise, I love coming out your way too. So yeah. I love the East coast. So definitely you ever play in New York, uh, any, gigs in new york or just when i did that jersey boys tour i had the, the i really got lucky because we rehearsed the tour there so i got to move to washington heights for a month and moved into a sublet there so i got the experience to feel what it was like to like you know hop on the subway and go to work you know on broadway you know rehearsal space and kind of pretend like i was a new yorker for a month so that was that was pretty awesome i had a great time and packed a lot in and then since then i haven't been back to play uh, I've done a couple like corporate events there, but I haven't done any like public shows there in quite some time. So, oh wait, I shouldn't say that. I I, I played Carnegie Hall, <laughs> yeah, with the Chicago Children's Choir. That was the last time I played there. They're an amazing organization. I played bass with, and I've been with them for like fourteen years. And they're from young kids all the way up to high school age, but they're a world class uh, singing uh, group, or I mean, a choir that's in the Chicago schools and after school programs. It, it was a, a um, an organization founded in the civil rights movement in the late fifties. And they have about 5,000 kids they serve. And uh, I play bass with them and I do any, you know, concerts I can throughout the year. But what's been amazing is that they do these uh, international tours once a year. So I've been to South Africa, I've been to Cuba, Italy, Spain. Uh, and then we did a New York tour in 2015 and I got to play uh, at Carnegie Hall with them. So that was that mind blowing. And then we went and played the Kennedy center. It was crazy you know uh, i couldn't believe that I, I you know i did that i couldn't believe i was standing on that stage so yeah it's pretty incredible 
looked out there and at all the seats and everything. Oh, it's mind blowing, man. It was nuts. Yeah. Beautiful place. So yeah, that's one of those like, Oh yeah, that's right. He did that. That's so crazy. <laughs> so you never know what's going to let a lot of years, a lot going on. So yeah. Like remembering. Oh yeah, I did this. I forgot about that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you have anything planned once we get out of this, what uh, you want to do or go back to or any, any plans in the next few months, hopefully. Yeah, I'm kind of working on it now. A lot of the music I'm, I'm going to do, uh, I have a couple of records I'm going to work on, but the, the one that's my, my next album is an album of, uh, of all original acoustic guitar music, mostly instrumental, but I've got some, uh, some pop tunes too um, that I'm singing. Uh, but that I'm, as soon as I can, I'm going to record that, release it, and then hopefully get out on the road and start playing some shows. So hopefully get out to the East Coast. But yeah, so my main... That's my main drive right now. I still work with that choir, the Chicago Children's Choir, like I said, and I do some composing work when I can, but the main drive right now is my solo career. So I'm going to keep plowing forward. And once this uh, quarantine's over, you know, hit the ground running and get out and play some concerts. So in my area here, it's a big music area at the Asbury Park area. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Uh, yeah, Springsteen's town. Yeah, man. Got the Stone Pony, which is classic that's where you played many years ago it's still going so, so that's many, still going yes yeah, still going oh crazy cool yeah, i mean you got it, asbury park's amazing so we have our home festival in asbury park which is the next town it's down about yeah, yeah. so um i go there all the time now and it's just a beautiful place and we have our festival last seven years there and you got the ocean and then right across the street is is stone pony and then you have all the other places uh so there's a lot of venues and a lot of bands come and play here all the time so awesome you see the ones that are starting out, then you see the ones that maybe like from the nineties that yeah. like, they're all coming back and playing at these bars again. So it's wild how it comes back around. It comes back around. It's like not you know, they're not playing the big places anymore. They in the little places. You're like, man, it's awesome. I know, it's crazy. Wait long enough, your favorite artists come back around, you can see them in a tiny venue again. It's pretty yes. cool. I saw the I mean, recently saw like the chin blossom. Remember the chin oh, blossom? Yeah, of course. In a bar. In a bar. That's amazing. No, it's like that was pretty cool to see that. In fact, we, yeah, we might have just heard them. We were listening to a, a '90s playlist earlier today. I find that like so often, just getting, you know, I was listening to Blues Traveler and Spin Doctors, <laughs> or just earlier today, and like that music wow. just like hit such a specific time frame for us. You know, it was so it's so good at the explosion of those those bands and that. But they are coming around again, and they're they're doing concerts with like three or four or five of them even in there. They're just going. Crazy. Oh yeah. So um, we just saw live and, and Bush together and Candlebox was on a reunion tour. Candlebox, nice. Candlebox, yeah. I, I was like, I was standing in the front, front row right there. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm standing in the front row. <laughs> like, a little crazy, but. It's so wild, man. It was, it was fun. It was fun. And he was like, slap me five and stuff. I was like, man, I feel like 25 years ago. Yeah, I know, man. Rockets you back in time. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. So a, a lot of bands are doing that. Uh, around this area so it's, it's a lot of fun and then you know i'm like all right the summer's coming up it's gonna be a lot of bands a lot of fun and now you, you don't know yeah well it might be the fall now <laughs> you know hopefully things will ramp back up but the thing that's nice to think about in all of this is that when people do start going to movie theaters and concerts again i just think like the appreciation level is going to be like tenfold you know like to really value a communal experience again and hugging people it's just so we have that to look forward to. We will get through this and it will end and it'll, it, you know, things may be different in some regards, but in some ways I think that you're getting more shake hands anymore. And then 
hopefully yeah. Yeah. something to get rid of this thing and uh, mm-hmm. then we can go back to normal hopefully yeah and see some shows together and people can dance together again it's going to be an amazing party when it's over so I can't wait. I just hope it's sooner than later. That's the only problem. Oh man, I know. I hear you. Yeah, we have to. We have to be patient, I guess. <laughs> Do it right. I think in the, in the music industry as well. Uh, I know a lot of people are home writing. I, I, I talked to some other uh, people. They're home writing songs, and they, they're they're doing what you're doing, going on the internet and playing their songs and testing them out. And so maybe they'll have an album ready as soon. So yeah. Musicians are doing that. A lot of uh, filmmakers or writers are writing, so they're ready. So maybe two, three months from now, all of a sudden, the arts are going to explode. I think so too. Yeah, I think it's going to be some 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 unique form of a renaissance because I think we were getting so like self centric in our pods with our phones and our own little worlds and whatever news and whatever you know life you know entertainment options. It was very you centric, and now there's the great opportunity for us to feel a collective, you know, something in common again. And yeah, it came out of a tragic situation. And certainly this has been brutal for, for a lot of people, but on the upside of it, it's also kind of made us more human again and gotten us in touch with our humanity. And that's what art does is help people connect with that with themselves and with other people. So I think, yeah, it's been a call to arms for filmmakers and, and, and uh, podcasters, you know, for, writers musicians you know i feel so much more uh yeah like a call to duty even more now to play and entertain and and connect with people and for now the facebook thing is a joy i can't believe that it's even possible i mean you and i wouldn't have hooked up like this if this hadn't happened you know so it's it's really unique but i also know that it's going to end and it'll go back to the real world so it's like we want to take some of this communal you know, empathy back with us as artists and remember like how special it is to have an audience, respect your audience and then, you know, perform to your, you know, heart's content and give them everything you got every time you play. So it's kind of given me this renewed sense of purpose as an artist. So. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's great stuff. Uh, so if um, usually you want to end this, uh, these things where it's the person gives advice for my students, for the art students, uh, sure. uh what advice would you give someone that wants to either make a score or, or uh, play an instrument or singing um, as a career? What kind of advice do you give someone in high school? If you're like in front of them right now, what would you kind of tell them? Uh, man, what a, it's a great opportunity. But I would say that high school is where it really took hold. Like I love music in grade school. And I knew that I had a, a, a knack for it and it came easily to me. And I loved doing it. My bro- and I had a brother who I could play with. That was really important. Um, and I, I stress the word play because I never liked the word practice. Yeah. And I, even to this day, I still don't like the word practice, even though it requires tons of practice, I still substitute the word play for practice. And so I would say for anyone who's at that age and that those teen years, you know, when you're starting to develop whatever your artistic inclination is, get it with other people that are passionate about it, talk about it, study it, just soak up as much as you can and have fun like really cementing that because the hard stuff will come later. If you want to make a living out of it, it is a challenging, you know, path to try and make, you know, a a financial life out of it. It's totally possible though, too. And it's, I want to say that too, it is a realistic path. And I know most of my friends who went into this are full-time artists, actors, musicians, it's tough, but if you love it and, and that's really those years where you're really, you know, honing your, your love for this thing, that'll carry you through your whole life. 
And some of my biggest influences I discovered in high school, and they're just as tangible now at the age I am now as they were then. So I would just say, just soak yourself in all the stuff you love. If you love film, see as many films as you can. Find other people that love film and talk to them. If you love music, listen, play, play with other musicians and just build that, you know, fan that fire any way you can because it'll carry you until, you know, the end of your life. So that's all I would say. Was there anyone that you ever wanted to play with when you were younger that you got to play with? Uh, I'm close to that. I am. That's a good question. I did play with a legendary drummer who played on some of uh, some of my favorite records and toured with Michael Jackson. And so I've, I've gotten to play with some, I play with the guitar player who played some of the most famous Steely Dan guitar solos and uh, he's a legend. So yeah, I have gotten to play with a couple of legendary people. I'm still working my way towards playing with Bruce Hornsby. So that's the one I'm like one step away because his bass player watched my first webcast on Facebook and commented when I was singing a Bruce tune and Bruce is one of my all time favorite artists. And, uh, so I'm like one, one step away from hopefully getting to play with them. I'd just be happy playing with them one time. So be cool. Bruce was tuning in right now, listening to this. Yeah. Hornsby, I'm, I'm coming for you, man. I want to play bass with you. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Um, yeah, so that's, that was great. Uh, thanks for coming on. And, uh, if, um, do you have anything you want to promote that and, and any, any of your, uh, websites or anything like that i think ming put some up of your things here i didn't i'm on the private chat i go to the live chat I'm no here. he was doing it man yeah ming thank you so much for that that's that's so uh yeah maybe that last link not that one i don't think that's that's a live link anymore but yeah spotify that's yeah that's cool um my davehiltebrand.com facebook right now the most active i'm doing is facebook.com uh slash davehiltebrand uh, I've got a YouTube channel too. If anyone wants to subscribe there, I'll be posting more stuff there. I've got a couple of videos up there and um, look to be more active. But right now, Facebook is on oh, Instagram too. You can find me the Instagram, you know, Dave Hiltabram there too. So anyone who wants to hook up any questions from, you know, younger people about the business or anything, I would be more than thrilled to answer them. Um, you know, anything I can do, any artists out there, you know, let me know what I can do. I, I, I want to see people go after it with all their heart. What other instruments can you play or like to play other than? I play piano. Uh, I made the first 10 years of my living as a full-time bass player. So I still play some bass, but I'm mainly playing acoustic guitar. But I play electric guitar, acoustic guitar, sing, and then, uh, you know, piano when I can. So, yeah. That's great. Well, thanks for coming on. And uh, it's great to talk to you out from Chicago. Uh, When are you going on again? Um, Uh, I'll be back on and doing my, my, like, mellow guitar stuff on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard, and then I'll be back on for my regular Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, next, a week from tonight. So you can find all that info on Facebook, and I post about it on Instagram, too. But uh, Watch what you did earlier tonight, right? What, yeah, yeah. It's all, all of my performances are up on my Facebook page if you want to watch them. So, uh, yeah. If you want to see what I do, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to be up for a while. So. <laughs> Put it on the background, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So uh, this was such a treat. Thank you so much for having me on. This is so much fun to do. It's so great to see you in person again. Yeah, right. This is great. I love this thing. So yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. More and more people are like, oh, I'll go on, I'll go on. So I'm like, yeah, let's keep doing it. It's great. Yeah, keep doing it, man. You're on to something. You're a great host. And I think it's a wonderful thing, especially for this rear, like we were talking, this special time where we're all in the same boat. You know, you've got a lot of open minds out there and a lot of open eyes who want to see some new stuff and are open to it and they're at home. So keep doing it, man. 
They well, keep I, teaching too. Good for you. Way to, to, to inspire the young people. I wish I knew music. I wish I had that part in me, but you know, like I used to play trumpet and I threw it down the stairs and broke ah, it. Okay. But I did play guitar in Dayton. I played guitar and got an A in that class. That's cool, man. I had a acoustic guitar, but then I, I, I played John Belushi one year. Um, I think my junior year. Uh -huh. I John Belushi and I had like used some of the, the there was a little audience downstairs. Right. I used some of the guitar and he was playing you know, give my love a cherry. Oh yeah, totally. I walked down, I took my guitar and I smashed it against the wall. Oh, that's hilarious, man. Goodbye guitar, but man, that was, that was a moment. Hey, that's a way to go out though, man. That's, that's called a poetic exit right there. <laughs> yeah. So like, that was the acting part of me. So beautiful, man. Well, you keep doing it, man. I'm proud of you for sticking with it and doing what you've done too. It's awesome. And keep this up and bring her onto something too, man. This is a cool format. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on and uh, I'll hope you get you soon. See you all right. Thanks again for having me, man. This was totally awesome. Great. And all the best to all your students out there. Thanks so much.